ancient Jedi tradition. Six younglings are sent to the secret caverns of Ilum, where they are tested by the gathering. An ancient Jedi ritual where each youngling must harvest a crystal around which they will construct their own lightsaber. Along the journey, they underwent great perils, hardest of which was to face themselves. Now, having passed the test, they take their first step into a larger world. Once again, Bucketheads, Navar Tigar, welcome to the 167th Headstrong Hondo heisting episode of MandoVision, Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small independent Star Wars podcast. Welcome back, all of us, all, all you longtime listeners, so glad you're back for the show as I'm having an office meltdown. Uh, and new listeners, welcome aboard, we're so glad you're here. We're having a good time, we're, we're in the midst of spending some time... Uh, with the younglings, uh, Padawan Tano has the younglings out on a on a on a mission. They've gone to to Ilum to retrieve their kyber crystals so they can form their own lightsabers, and now they're on their way back to do to learn how to make some lightsabers. It's a good time. It's a great episode, and, and I can't wait to talk to you all about it. So glad you're here. Remember, the best way to find us, hit us up, talk to us, is on social media. It's at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show at mandovisiontom at gmail.com. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share this show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. All right. Like I said, uh, this is a good episode. I'm really glad we're doing these arcs, this, this particular arc, because it's not one that I remember the details of, you know, insanely well. So so in this second installment of it played, I was, I was a little bit like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing here. Okay, good, good, good. So it, it's, it's a little nice to have these episodes where I'm a little fuzzy on the details. And, and so getting back into it, watching it again, uh, is really, really exciting for me. Really, really rewarding as well. Uh, especially because, you know, what's the, what's the way I want to describe it? It's, it's so funny. I'm such a I, – I, I find myself to be – I figure myself to be I, – I, I believe myself to be somewhat of a complicated Star Wars fan. <laughs> like there's not just one aspect of it that I, that I like. It's, you know – a lot of you know how heavily I gravitate towards the Mandalorians, towards that, towards that culture that was developed in the, in the old EU, and and you know I love the bounty hunters in the underworld of Star Wars, and you know I have my criticisms of the Jedi Order, but I mean the Jedi Order helped help 
uh, bring us all to the table, right? So it's it's kind of exciting to see some of these ancient Jedi traditions kind of uh, kind of illuminated in in this modern setting of the of the Clone Wars. You know, the the idea, the the rapid advancement of younglings to Padawans and Padawans to Jedi Knights. Uh, it sort of hinted at in these episodes, uh, but very interestingly enough, if if you are a, a fan of the Star Wars books, uh, you might note that this is also sort of sort of a topic in the opening chapters of the of the Mike Chen novel, the the, the bro- uh, Brotherhood, the one about Obi Wan and Anakin shortly after Attack of the Clones. Uh, that's something that they talk about in in the, in the opening chapters of that book, sort of how uh, the development of, of Padawans to Jedi Knights is happening very very quickly. And and again, this is this, this is sort of something that's kind of being hinted at a little bit in these episodes as well. Uh, so so interesting, interesting stuff. Uh, I know I, I can't remember on our last episode, the, the the first installment of this arc, if we talked. I know we talked a little bit about about Ilum in general and, and some of its its history. But one thing I, I did want to sort of provide a little bit more clarity on uh, because you know you, uh, you would imagine a world as sacred to the Jedi as as Ilum. As as a place like Jeddah, is in you know that we find out about Jeddah and, and its Kyber crystals and and how there's like the the guardians of the will there, uh, that that are you know protectors of the Kyber crystal. But we go to Ilum, uh, and it's just sort of this remote planet, right? And I, I you know I think it's sort of implied that it's a secret that it's not on a star chart. We talk I think that's exactly what we talked about was like that that Ilum's not on a star chart or that we had wished that Kobe, Kenobi had removed it <laughs> any record of it from existing so the empire couldn't strip mine it and turn it into star killer base. Eventually that's the that's the you know the first order that does that. But but regardless of all that I I, I did hit up the Wikipedia because I, I I did want to kind of get a little bit more background information and I wanted I wanted to share this with you all. All right. So uh Survey teams were sent out later and ultimately discovered the vast quantity of naturally forming kyber crystals such as Pontite and Mephite. The Jedi Order's High Council dispatched scholars, artisans, and warriors to secure the planet. The Council decided the planet should be kept secret to the galaxy at large. Hyperspace surveyors mapped out an uninterrupted hyperspace route from the core world of Metallos directly to Ilum and was, and was incredibly complex. Eventually, all mentions of Ilum were deleted, and it was kept from local, sector-wide, and galactic star maps. So, yeah, that's that information alone sort of weighs on me as as we as we're going to get into this episode of the show because uh, this episode sort of hinges on the on the fact that that through a a contact, and again, I do not remember how the rest of this arc plays out. So if they, they, they may go and illuminate this further in the next installment or perhaps the one after that. But the, a, a mysterious contact has, has gifted Hondo Onaka with the information that, that the, this, this Jedi ship will be coming, coming from a secret destination with kyber crystals on board. Now, again, this is, as stated on Wikipedia, it's a complex, complicated route. Getting to Ilum, not an easy thing to do. So intercepting the ship shouldn't be... It should be a lot harder than I think it is. So uh, we, it's not information we're supposed to ask. It's not a question we're supposed to ask, but you do have to sort of wonder, it's like, well, who ratted out the Jedi to, <laughs> to Hondo? How, do, how does this person know? Now, again, it's possible just because it's not on a star map doesn't mean that some pirate or smuggler or, or an entrepreneuring star surveyor was out there and, and stumbled across Ilum and, and, and was like, hey, wait, there's some kyber crystals here. We can make a for- small fortune. And maybe they've been sneaking onto the planet here and there and doing a little strip mining of their own on the backside of the planet where the Jedi don't know. Because, 
again, we saw Ilum didn't have a lot of... Uh, if there was any sort of defenses or notification systems that the Jedi had put in place to warn them if, if people had entered the Ilum system, uh, we are unaware of it. But it was just something that I sort of was chewing on a little bit, and I, so I wanted to share that with you all before we kind of dove into this one. But I see no reason to delay any further. Let's go ahead and get into our particulars for this week's episode uh, because, well, it's a gosh darn good episode, and I want to talk about it, all right? <laughs> so this is A Test of Strength, Season 5, Episode 7, original air date, November 10th, 2012. Our plot this week, as the six younglings prepare to construct their lightsabers, their training vessel, Crucible, is attacked by Hondo Onaka and his pirates. That is pretty spot on. I can't disagree with anything in that statement. Uh, our director for this episode is, once again, Bosco NG Returns, written once again by Christian Taylor and our cast. Ashley Eckstein is Ahsoka Tano. David Tennant, Doctor Who himself, is Huang, the droid who will, will teach the, the younglings how to assemble their lightsabers. Jim Cummings returns as Hondo Anaka. D. Bradley Baker is Biff, the pirates, and the navigator. Jeffrey Todd uh, Fisher is Petro. Olivia Hack is Katuni. Greg Baldwin is Guarm and a pirate. Greg Sipes is Zat. Georgie Kidder is Ganodi. Tom Kane is our narrator. And Jason Spisek is a pirate in this episode. Hey, so he's not just, not just a Bonteri. He gets to be a pirate in this episode as well. He must have been hanging around the studio that day like, hey, you want to be a pirate? And who says no to that? Who doesn't want to be a pirate at some point? <laughs> uh, our Jedi fortune cookie this week, the young are often underestimated. And I will admit right now to you fine listeners that I underestimate the young all the time. Uh, and it's mostly because they often let me down. <laughs> they often disappoint me. But I like to be surprised. So, you know, when you have the bar kind of low and they exceed it, it's a really pleasant pleasant moment, and I, I enjoy seeing my expectations exceeded by the young. <laughs> but that is definitely what happens here with Hondo Onaka. He does not take these Padawans very seriously at all. Uh, and with the guidance of, 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 of Padawan Tano, they are uh, formidable. Uh, formidable for this, this uh, band of pirates, these Weequay pirates led by Hondo Onaka. And, and you know, everyone knows, if you listen to the show for a while, you know I'm a big fan of Hondo. Uh, but this is one of those episodes where I sort of, I understand the need for profit. I understand Hondo as a pirate needs profit. He needs money. He needs credits to, to uh, fund further operations, to take care of his subordinates. Um, but I, I, messing with the Jedi is bad mojo, and I think he knows that. But he's like, oh, this is going to be easy pickings, and it's anything but... And and it's sort of Hondo at 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 I don't want to say it's like Hondo at his worst because I, I could imagine Hondo could be at his worst a lot worse than this <laughs> if that makes any sense at all. But it, it's it's just an interesting episode in in that you know Hondo's sort of been a a ally of the Jedi in recent episodes in in recent appearances. You know not not necessarily a willing Jedi there or not a willing ally. Uh, there has to be credits involved, but he's not above doing business with the Jedi. He's not above doing business with the Republic if it means profit for him. Um, so this is a, is a bit of an uh, again not necessarily out of left field. He's a pirate. We got to keep that in mind. But he is going after kids, and that 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 puts a little bit of, of darkness around Hondo. We got to remember that about Hondo. He is not a person to trust. And again, he engages in a conversation with Ahsoka that we'll talk about. We'll play, 
And then uh, apparently Hondo's hurting right now. He must have blew through those credits that he just got from from Anakin and Obi Wan to, to for selling rockets to the the Onderonian rebels. And you know maybe some bad debts or some terrible gambling decisions. Who knows? But Hondo's hurting. He's hurting for certain. And these Kyber crystals apparently are worth a pretty pretty penny on the black market. Um, for I don't know what do you do with Kyber crystals on the black market. Are you building black market lightsabers? Are you building miniaturized Death Star weapons before there's even a Death Star? I, I'm, I'm very curious uh, what, and again, maybe we get into this in the next couple of episodes, but like, what do you do with the kyber crystals at this point? Because they're such a controlled substance within Star Wars. I mean, the Jedi kind of have kyber crystal mines on lockdown across the galaxy. So I'd, I'd love to know uh, what, the, what purpose the kyber crystals have. Maybe, I mean, maybe they're just decorative jewelry. They look really nice. Uh, and, and, and in someone's uh, on someone's mantle, uh, you know, like turn into a nice vase. I don't. I have no idea. I have no idea. What would you do with a kyber crystal that wasn't if if you weren't going to turn it into a weapon? Just you, you, you know, you make a nice brooch, pendant, uh, tennis bracelet. I, I don't know. I don't know. But you can share your thoughts with me on that later. All right, let's go ahead and dive into this episode once again. I have rambled for far, far too long. You know what that means? It's time. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. You have all successfully passed the gathering and harvested your crystals. So when do we start to build our sabers? Place your crystals on the table. Your lesson begins now. May I introduce you to architect and lightsaber designer, Huang. So right there, we're picking up pretty much where we left off. We're to the next phase of the Padawan's training and it's time to learn about their crystals. And we get to meet Huang, the, 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 the instructor, the master Jedi, or I'm sorry, the master lightsaber builder. Uh, let's go ahead and hear his introduction right now because, uh, again, when you hear the name, when Ahsoka introduces him, I'm not sure we were expecting to get a droid. But let's, and I don't think the, the Padawans were either. Let's check it out. I'm sorry, the younglings. I said it again. These are them. I swear they get younger every expedition. All have passed the gathering? Yes, sir. Are you sure? But he's a droid. You expect us to learn from a droid? Who said that? Many years I have been on this ship, teaching many a Jedi before you, and I will continue teaching many a Jedi after you. All right, let's pause it right there. So, huh. Again, David Tennant is the voice of Hoang, so Doctor Who himself comes aboard, does some Star Wars stuff. Pretty exciting stuff. I don't want to speculate too much about Hoang, but I'm very curious about this droid. Uh, not only is, is he a, a droid, a, a, and apparently a very long-lived Jedi droid, master lightsaber builder droid, uh, but uh, 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 there's just, I just have so many questions. <laughs> and, and also, he has like a, a name name. He doesn't have a, a number. He's not a C-3PO or an R2-D2 or, you know, L-337 or any of these things. He has a proper name, and I'm very intrigued by this. And, again, I do not remember what's coming up in, in, the, in future installments, if we're going to get any answers uh, about this, about this character. But I'm, I'm very much intrigued by, by him, and, and I don't want to resort to Wikipedia just yet or to Wikipedia just yet, but I may have to if I don't get the answers in the, in the next chapter. So uh, this character is very intriguing, and I love sort of the way he is moving about the chamber, and he is 
talking to the younglings and, and laying out like, hey, I know what I'm talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. I know what I'm talking about. And there's been a lot of comparisons online when I did, when I did a little research for the episode. Uh, they mentioned like the way he sort of moves around uh, when he's when he's going through the drawers, finding the lightsaber component parts and everything like that. Apparently, it's very reminiscent of, of a scene from a character in in the Harry Potter movies. I have not seen Harry Potter movies. It is a uh, cultural, a pop cultural black spot for me, a uh, blind spot maybe is a better term. Uh, so yeah, I don't know what that means. There's something to to me about it. I, again, again, I'm a nut. I'm a crazy person. I will freely admit to these things. To me, it's sort of the the way my brain works, the way he moves around, and the way he does these things. It almost has. <laughs> and you're gonna laugh. You're gonna think about it in my mind. It almost has. Uh, from from the 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 Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, uh, the the Candyman scene where he's sort of like presenting all the candies to the kids and he's singing. Now again, there's no singing in this, but I don't know the way he sort of is, is presenting this like as as like a wondrous mystery mysterious sort of uh, like let's get excited, let's let's build into the mythology of the lightsaber and and I love how he does this. I'm I'm gonna let him uh, continue talking as he's dropping some knowledge on these younglings. Call me what you want, but inside my memory banks, I contain a record of every lightsaber ever made, and the Jedi who fashioned them. Which will you choose? A simple grip? The curved approach? One inlaid with the bone of the Cartusian whale, Bastilian ore, or Black Onk? Well? From battles of Rashfond to the peacekeeping of Parleyok to our very own Clone Wars, the lightsaber is a Jedi's only true ally. But how do they work? Mm-hmm. Yes, you have brought me crystals, but they're all useless unless you give them life. Do you know how to awaken the force within the crystal? No? Then I suggest you listen and learn until you think of a question this droid cannot answer. A Wookiee! Rare you are to the Jedi. Proud your people must be. Unique, just as your lightsaber will be. Hold out your hand, Wookie. All right, let's pause it right there, uh, because I want to. I do want to play this sequence because I love it. I think it's wonderful, uh, because we're getting such a glimpse in, into what goes into lightsaber construction. You know, for the longest time, uh, our our notions of of how lightsabers put together uh, were the deleted scene from Return of the Jedi, where where Luke's in the cave on Tatooine, assembling his green bladed lightsaber before he's going to go into. Jabba's palace to try and rescue Han. Uh, so this is sort of like the first time we're really getting a, a, a sort of uh, the traditional approach to lightsaber construction and, and all that goes into it. And, you know, again, I referenced it in the last episode, but if you played Fallen Order, you get to kind of go through this a little bit too as you get to modify your lightsaber as as you go on your adventures. But this is a very different process right here. This, this is... Uh, a very unique and personalized experience that each of these uh, younglings will have to go through with with Huang, who is is guiding them and, and leading them and, and, and instructing them in the ways of lightsaber construction. So let's go ahead and check this out as he's going to help Gunji uh, uh, figure it out. Describe what you see your saber to be. No, 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 not what you imagine, but what you feel in your hand. Concentrate. What will make you strong in battle and humble in retreat? What connects with your force? Ah, yeah. 
not a common choice. And only wood from the Brylark tree is as strong as metal. Let me see, where would we find that? All the way out here, far from anywhere, deep in space. Let's see what we have. All right, I'll pause it right there because we don't need to go through the whole thing. This is this is a very visual a part of the episode with with who uh, went going through all the drawers and finding all the components, the emitters, the the handles, the the inlays, all that good stuff. It's it's a wonderful sequence, and you can't help but get uh, excited like the way the the way the younglings are at the idea of this. And again, this sort of like lends into my. Uh, Candyman mystique from Willy Wonka, but maybe it's just because David Tennant's a Brit. I don't, I you know, maybe I'm just generalizing and I'm connecting it to something from my childhood. I I could be doing that. I'm not saying that I'm not. But let's go ahead. Uh, bad things are about to happen, though. Danger looms on the horizon. All right, so yes, let's go ahead and check in with Hondo Onaka and his spinning UFO pirate ship. Well, where are they? The Jedi ship is right in front of us, sir. Lose them, and you lose more than your head. Our attack must be swift and devastating. They cannot have time to get away. <sighs> I thought we weren't going to mess with Jedi anymore. <laughs> These aren't Jedi. My sources say they're just younglings headed back to the Jedi Temple from a training mission. <laughs> with the most important treasure in the universe. Kyber crystals, used for making laser swords. The price for just one would make a man rich. And we all know how much I like to be rich. Don't we? So Hondo's got his plan. They're about to spring into action. Meanwhile, back on the Jedi cruiser, the younglings are hard at work trying to assemble their lightsabers. And of course, Petro, uh, still a bit on the arrogant side. As we, as we saw earlier in the episode when he's displaying some some combat against uh, against the the training droids like the you know the the little laser ball shooters like Luke gets to square off against in episode four uh, yeah you know Petra's showing off his his skills against one of those early on so he's still got a bit of arrogance about him uh, and and he's about to kind of throw that in Zat's face as he's the first to get his lightsaber assembled here. What's the rush, Petro? With this lightsaber, I'm going to challenge Obi-Wan Kenobi to a duel and kill Grievous. <laughs> the only person you are going to kill with that, my young friend, is yourself. You have inverted the emitter matrix, which will cause the power grid to backfire. Light this, and all that will be left of you and your lightsaber will be your crystal. Start again, and this time, please follow the diagram. Patience, right? Gunji learned that lesson. But I, I, I also want to mention, too, I really enjoy the way that the, 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 the sort of voice modulation they're doing on David Tennant's voice for Huang. Uh, I love that sort of like low-level distortion, the sort of like low-level echo of what he's saying in, in like this heavily droid-modulated voice that's kind of like just beneath David Tennant's voice. Uh, I think that's a really nice touch. It's it's sort of, unless you have like a really good sound system, you probably won't notice it that, that clearly. Uh, the only, I only started picking it up when I was re-watching the episode with headphones on, and I was hearing that. It was, it was registering in my ears that time around, but not when I watched it on television the first time. Uh, so uh, just a nice little touch that I, I think is, is worth noting. All right, so Hondo launches his attack. They disable the 
Crucible. They disable the hyperdrive, and now they're going to launch some tow cables into the side of the ship, tow it in, and bring an airlock to connect the two ships together, and then we're going to have a bit of a boarding party enter the Jedi ship. Uh, let's check in with Huang as, as he's going to help the younglings. What's happening? We're being boarded. Here? Why? I don't know. Quickly, give me your crystals and I will hold on to them until we are safe. Alright, so what you don't see there, well, you see it, but what you can't tell from the audio clip is that Petro just sort of like flicks the inside of the of the canister that, that uh, Hoang keeps in his chest, which is kind of a cool safe place, I would imagine, for uh, keeping kyber crystals. Uh, but he actually pockets his crystal because it's Petro, and of course he's going to do what he wants to do. <laughs> Why wouldn't he? <laughs> but I remember seeing this, and I was like, oh, that's not very cool of Petro, but... Uh, Petra actually comes with a, with a fairly decent plan uh, to, to kind of get the, the drop on, on, on the bad guys, but we'll check that out in just a moment as well. So the pirates are boarding, and Ahsoka's about to talk to the younglings, and they got to come up with a plan, right? Let's check it out. Younglings! Younglings! Who's attacking the ship? Pirates. Pirates? They'll kill us all! Perhaps we should hide in the ventilation shaft. Follow me. Fighting is for cowards. We should stand and fight. <laughs> We're gonna fight, just not the way they expect. Time to go. Uh, is this part of our training? It is now. All right, so kind of a familiar Star Wars move, right? Hide in the ventilation shafts? We've seen this move before, well. Or have we? Maybe this is the first time we saw it now that I'm thinking about it, because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of the, of the sequence in The Force Awakens with Finn and Rey on, on Han's non-Millennium Falcon ship uh, when, when everyone shows up to get their money back from him. And, 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 uh, but again, it's not an uncommon element uh, for, for, for Star Wars at this point. And, and hey, why not? You're, you're a bunch of younglings. Time to lay low. Stay out of the mix, right? Okay, so the pirates haven't noticed them just yet, but it's time to, to hey, got to have some goals, and, and Ahsoka's going to lay out a plan here. She's not just going to hide in the ventilation shafts the entire episode. No way. We must have courage, young Jedi. Gnodi and Zat, I need you to get to the cockpit. Find R2 and secure it. The rest of you, take Professor Huang and seal yourselves inside the hold and wait for my command. What are you going to do? I'm going to reroute enough power to the engine so that we can break free of the pirate ship's hold on us, okay? W what about the pirates already on board the ship? <sighs> Once the docking tube is ruptured, when the ships pull apart, a vacuum will be created, which will suck the pirates off our ship and into space. Uh, will we be sucked into space? No. Uh, the cockpit and the hold will be sealed and still have air. Do not, and I mean, do not engage the pirates. Your only job is to stay hidden. Do you understand? Now go. I think we all know Petro's going to be a problem. <laughs> but again, they've got their tasks. They've got objectives. They don't seem to have a lot of faith in Ahsoka, which uh, not very good, but they're very uh, nervous younglings, kind of scared, not, uh, not feeling the force as their ally kind of thing. 
Uh, well, that might have been harsh. But they're, they're kids. They're scared easily. The idea of They've heard stories about space pirates and all the bad things that can happen. Um, but again, Padawan Ahsoka Tano knows what she's doing, and they should just listen. Listen to your elders, children. My goodness. So we're going to go ahead and check in on Hondo as he's entering the ship now. And, and, and <laughs> let's just play it. I smell profit. <laughs> nice, juicy, fat, warm profits. <laughs> well, we've secured the ship, but she seems deserted. Imbecile. That is the oldest trick in the book. The runs are probably hiding in the ventilation system. Oh, right. Didn't think of that. Why does that not surprise me? All that matters is you find the younglings and bring me the crystals. If anything gets in the way, kill it. But boss, they're just kids. They're just kids. When will they learn? In case you lack motivation, remember that on the black market, these crystals are priceless. So yeah, Hondo clearly has no problems killing Je Jedi kids if he has to. Uh, which, again, puts a little uh, little bit of blackness in, into Hondo's heart. Uh, and, 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 you know, again, he's a pirate, though. you got to remember that. And, and, and so as much as I like that character, you have to remember he's not trustworthy. He, he has, you know, you can, you can count on Hondo to put his own interests first. That's why Anakin and Obi-Wan have been able to sort of work with him in the past but again you know we've seen them square off against each other plenty of times so so we know hondo is not necessarily an ally of anyone hondo is his own ally so zat and ganuti make it to the cockpit they meet up with r2d2 they do draw the attention of a pirate but with r2's assistance they're able to render that pirate unconscious and secure the cockpit so the the first part of ahsoka's plan is in action now huang and the other Younglings are still in the vents, but they're about to get smoked out. And let's go ahead and check in with everybody on that. <laughs> Unhand me, brigand! Well, hello, girls and boys. We've been looking forward to meeting ya. Well, that can't be good. That can't be good at all. So... Let's kind of check back in. The, we, we get a cut shot of, of the spaceships and their dock, but we kind of pick back right back up with um, the, the younglings that are being harangued by these pirates. And I don't know... Well, let's just, let's just go ahead and pick it up. Ranged. All right, so Petro is about to fire up his lightsaber. Petro, no! Your emitter matrix is still inverted. So... Which one of you is first? All bark, no bite. Ah, that's for me. I always wanted one of these. You sure you can handle it? <laughs> Everybody get down! So the lightsaber blows up. <laughs> Petro gets his crystal back, um, and and again it's a violent explosion. But none, of, surprisingly, none of the uh, pirates are killed in said explosion. Now we're gonna get some dead pirates in this episode, uh, and 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 not in a fun way for them. 
But uh, uh, I was a little surprised that the guy who had the lightsaber in his face uh, isn't isn't dust. Let's go. All right, sorry, I didn't mean to hit the button there, but yeah, it's, it's a little. It was a little. I was a little surprised that uh, he sort of rallied from that explosion. But let's go ahead and check in on those Padawans as they've made their escape from those pirates. You could have killed him. Look, we can keep running, or we can stand and fight and show these pirates we're not afraid. I cannot approve of such action. Besides, I have been damaged and cannot aid you in battle. Petro's right. It's our only choice. Fight or be killed. That's not a good choice. I think the Jedi children are going to choose to fight. That'd be my guess. So Ahsoka makes it to the engineering is able to reroute the power. They're ready to kind of engage their part of the plan, but the, the other younglings aren't in the cockpit just yet. They're off on their side of the ship. They're up to some Home Alone-type shenanigans, laying traps for the pirates, and it's working out pretty well. They, they, they ambush them, I suppose is the word I want to use, with, those, with the training spheres, uh, and it goes, it goes pretty well. But after that, it, <laughs> it doesn't last too much longer, and now they find themselves in a bit of a pickle. We can't make it. <laughs> there are too many blocking the hold. <laughs> well, children, you have put up quite a fight. But playtime is over. Now, hand over my crystals, and no one gets hurt much. <laughs> Hondo, the Jedi Council will not take kindly to this attack. Ahsoka, how will they know who is responsible if there is no one left to tell the tale? You seem less hospitable than our last meeting. My mood is based on profit, and today I am in the mood for crystals. You want the crystals? Come and get them. Boom. All right, so uh, it's a great sequence. I really enjoy that. <laughs> and again, uh, Hondo, more than happy to kill everyone on board to make sure that no one knows that he's responsible for any of this. So, yeah, danger ensues. So Ahsoka's going to be engaging with the pirates here in some combat. Huang's going to be trying, is going to try and attempt to get the rest of the of the Padawan, of the younglings to the cockpit. Now remember, at this point, Huang is, is damaged. He's limping around a little bit. But... He's going to try to get them around the combat to the cockpit. But of course, of course, uh, Petra is going to kind of slow things down a little bit here. Oh, easy now. Hurry, hurry. What about Ahsoka? Trust her, now get in there. <coughs> All right, that's, that's Huang getting his uh, head blasted off. And I enjoyed this sequence. We're going to play it out here a little bit. But I, I enjoyed this part where the, we, the weak way pir pirate is just blasting pieces off of this droid. It, it, it amuses me to no end, but Huang's got a lot of fight in him. How dare you? I've lived on this ship a thousand years and never lost a fight. I'm not about to start today. So now Huang, with no head, no arms... <laughs> Gunji picks up those limbs, the limbs and the head, 
and they're going to make their way. But it, it's something. It's quite a sight to see the a, a headless, armless droid uh, defeat a weak way pirate, and and um, it very amusing. So now we'll go ahead and check back in with Hondo versus Ahsoka. You know, had I known you were here, I would have simply asked for the crystals directly, and we could have avoided all of this. I don't want to hurt you, Hondo. I know, and and I appreciate that. It should be noted that that uh, Hondo has the staff of like the the lava droids. Yeah, I think it's the lava droids, right? The you know the enforcers of Dooku. He has their sim- the same staff, so he's able to go toe-to-toe with Ahsoka's lightsabers. Uh, and that works out pretty well. Let's check back in with the younglings. We're all in the hold, but Ahsoka's still out there fighting the pirates. Ahsoka! Ahsoka, come in! They've made it to the hold! Then what are you waiting for? Well, what about you? Do it! Alright, so they engage the engines, and this is when the airlock is going to start to tear apart between the two ships, and will allow that vacuum to happen and and the pirates most of the pirates will get sucked back into their own airlock but a couple of them do not and that is that is a whoo that is not a fun way to go i would imagine i don't want to find out but yeah so we get to see some at least one weekway slip through the cracks and float into the empty void of space to die alone and very very cold <laughs> and and it well Ahsoka's plan seems to be going really, really well. Uh, it's a bit high, da- high danger, so it's very Anakin Skywalker-style plan. Uh, there's a certain element of this that reminds me a bit of Indiana Jones as well. So I'm thinking like Temple of Doom when he's cutting the bridge in half. Uh, but it doesn't all go Ahsoka's way. And, and, well, let's just, yeah, let's see if we can check it out. What are you doing? Getting you off my ship. And there, there goes the one weak way out the wrong way. Instead of going into his airlock, he just goes into space. Uh, and everything, again, the way this all plays out, it looks like everything is going to be going A-OK for our heroes. It looks like Ahsoka's plan is going to work. You know, one more body to, to send all the pirates back aboard their own ship. Except Ahsoka has not accounted for the one pirate that's behind her. And we'll be sending her into the shaft as well. And it's not good. Yes! We did it! They're off the ship! Oh, Professor. Bring them here. I'll fix them. This is after they've made the hyperspace jump, by the way. They, they assumed Ahsoka was still on board and it was all good. And, and yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> Let's go ahead and hit, the, hit these, these final seconds here. Let's, I'm going to go back a little bit so we can check these final moments out as, as Ahsoka's prepping the ship. We're all clear! Make the jump to hyperspace! And there... That's the one extra weak way, knocking her through their airlock, their their side of the of the hatch, into the weak ways, into the pirates' airlock. And now, so now Ahsoka is aboard their ship. They don't realize that yet because she just gave the go ahead. But yeah, it's not so good. 
And and we'll go ahead and check back into with our Padawans here. Bring them here. I'll fix them. And that's Zat. Zat's gonna put them back together. You should have seen Ahsoka. She took them on all by herself. Where is Padawan Tato? Padawan Tano, come in. Ahsoka! Ahsoka! Ahsoka, are you there? And here's where we cut to the Weequays, pirate ships, and Hondo, who is not happy. You have cost me greatly today, young one. And since you lost me so much profit, I am left with no choice. But to turn you into profit. Good night. There you go. That's the episode. Uh, I give it eight buckets. I, I enjoyed this one. I think it's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm having a blast roaming the galaxy with these with these Padawans, with these younglings, and, and kind of getting to see some elements of, of the Jedi lore that we've only heard about before, you know, lightsaber construction being being a, a key intriguing element of, of this arc. Uh, and again, you bring in Hondo, I'm having a good time too. So that's nothing wrong with that. Uh, and again, a very sort of a, a, a much more driven Hondo, a much darker Hondo than we've seen in quite some time uh, as as his desire for profit. He's, he's borderline Ferengi in, in these, these, this, these episodes. Uh, you know, profit, profit, profit. Uh, and now it's time to sell Ahsoka, because he was he, he had to leave this job without the crystals. He obviously he's strapped for cash. He must have some bills to pay. Needs you know to get to dry cleaning done. I don't know. It, it, spaceship fuel costs a lot of money. That's all I can imagine. <laughs> Plus he probably has to feed the feed his pirate crew. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Great episode. I, I'm having fun with this arc. We're two episodes in, and I'm really looking forward to seeing where it goes next because I honestly do not remember now. In a couple days, when I fire up the episode, maybe I'll be like, "Oh yeah," and uh, you know, all those synapses and neurons will start firing, and it'll all uh, become crystal clear once again. But yeah, a really, really nice episode that I'm having a lot of fun with. And I neglected to mention it, but at at the very beginning of the episode, as we're getting our narrator kind of catching us up on events, uh, I really like how it ends with him talking about how now now that the Padawans, I'm sorry, the younglings have have found their kyber crystals to begin building their lightsabers i love how he sort of ends the narration with the line you know now they're taking their first steps into a larger world and again he takes you right back to alec guinness as obi-wan kenobi in episode four and i thought that was a really nice little touch for to kind of kick off the episode uh yeah so that's that um and i don't know what else to say i think we're gonna wrap this puppy up because as usual it's gone far longer than I expected it to. <laughs> so I want to give everyone another reminder to uh, make sure you're giving us a follow on social media. We're at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Please be sure to like, subscribe, share, and follow this show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. Uh, if you want to support the show with some sweet, sweet, sweet five-star reviews, those are so, so helpful in our quest to defeat, defeat the tyranny of the algorithm. Thank you so much for doing that. Uh, I also want to give a big shout out, big thanks to our Mandovision Maniacs, which you can become over at patreon.com forward slash Mandovision. You can join your fellow Maniacs and gain access to sweet, sweet bonus content. 
Uh, thank you to our current Patreons. My goodness, I lost my train of thought there. Thank you to our current Patreons. The Aspen Hill Chody, The Batman Abejo, Jeff Nail. Jeff's co-hosting Ringing Ear, a great music podcast that I'm waiting for a new episode on. Guys, where you at? What's going on? Uh, thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squid Master General, Mr. Brian Bussard, the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wagamer, our very own Joker, and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pride Brewing Company here in San Diego and Baltimore, Maryland, the Beer Hop Brigadier General, beer, excuse me, the Beer Hop Brigadier General, Jesus Beer Hops, the silent assassin, he who should not be named, and Syndicate Ram, co-host of Come On, It's Still Good. Thank you all so, so much for uh, helping keep the lights on, keep this show hopefully improving and getting better. I'd love to get back to doing more videos for you all. I, I'm hoping that's something that's looming in the future. Um, fingers crossed on that. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I'm not going to bore you all with a bunch of uh, behind-the-scenes updates on things because just I, so many things are head-scratching at the moment. But yeah, let's go ahead and get out of here. We will be back very, very soon to see what happens with our younglings, with Ahsoka Tano. How is she going to get out of this mess? Oh. I can't wait to find out. I'm really, really excited. So be sure to tune in next time we drop an episode. It'll probably be on a Monday. <laughs> That's my guess for now. All right, let's get out of here. Thank you all so, so much. And remember, please, please, please be great Star Wars fans to everyone, all right? Treat everyone the way you want to be treated and and be welcoming and supportive uh, of, of new people to Star Wars. And and don't be, don't be a gatekeeper. Gatekeepers suck. They stink. No thanks. Get out of here. Welcome everyone and, and get more people to watch Star Wars and, and find an element of it that, that they love and they embrace and that resonates with them in the same way these younglings must find a way to resonate with their kyber crystals. Boom! I did it. I tied it all together. How about that? All right. This podcast can only end one way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. I would like to see the baby.